Well, hello out there in podcast land. This is Jimmy and Sam, my co-host. Hello. And we are finally here doing our first podcast. Now, if you've seen the trailer, if you listen to the trailer that we did back in September, September. <laughs> of 21, we said we were going to put this out October 1st of 21, but things happened and uh, that that didn't come to fruition because I caught COVID at the end of September and uh, I was in the hospital for 42 days and I'm still actually recovering. I'm not fully recovered yet, but this is God's perfect timing because... The show is called All Things New, and uh, in my life specifically, I'm having to do new things right now because of the COVID that I caught and what it's done to me. But it's been awesome because our church, we, we do a fast every year, and we get a word every year for the whole year. So our church on, on, on the first week of January got a word called, and the word was new, which obviously coexist with this podcast all things new so it's just amazing how god's timing yeah. is because yeah. you know we had all things new in our hearts our church has new and miracles and you know and, and you know what speaking of all things new you got some new things going on in your life right now and if that's something you want to discuss or the new way of living things have happened oh, and out in the country out in the country yeah. and yep so, um, yeah, so um, I think that the whole vision behind all things new is that, <clears throat> you know, God doesn't, it's not like, not for everybody maybe, and we talked about this, Jimmy, where you, you know, you kind of said that you just kind of had a shift in mentality one day, you know, but I think that a lot of times that doesn't always happen for everybody. And sometimes, you know, you think about the different things that, are your life that are part of your life maybe your marriage maybe your you have children or something you know and you're trying to walk in this new journey with Christ and you're like okay well how do I bring all these old things in my life to this new this new season that I'm walking into you know and so you know God does he makes all those things new and like you were saying I'm out in the country now and it is very new for me because I am a city girl I grew up in the city and now I live in the middle of the woods on a dirt road. And so, yes, I am definitely experiencing the challenges of new, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so now you're you're out in the country and mm -hmm. if, if you can't see what she's wearing, but she's even got her country rain boots on <laughs> and it's 60 yeah. degrees out today. Yep. <laughs> so, which tells me she's been working the land. But, yep. so yeah, that's what, what, what Sam... To reiterate what she is saying is we're going to discuss repentance. And you know, as you were saying, God makes, turns the old things into new. Actually, when you become a Christian, God actually wants you to get rid of the old things mm -hmm. so he can make you new. But we're going to discuss repentance because there's been too many times that we've noticed that people will come to church, they'll they'll. Feel, they'll be feeling the spirit in the church, and maybe it's an emotional thing. They'll come to the altar. And here's what we say as leaders and pastors every single time, which I'm trying to get away from, but we say this at every end of service. If you want to be assured that you're going to heaven, come up here, say this prayer, and when you leave today, you can be sure that you're going to heaven. And here's what happens. Once you leave that church, you think just because you said the prayer, 
that you can still go back out into the world and live any way you want and you're going to heaven because the pastor told you to say this prayer. But that's not the case. See, there's a thing called repentance. And what does repentance mean? What's, what's repentance mean to Repent, you? Repentance literally means to turn away from something. Turn I mean, it away has from a few something. different meanings. has but, a few different meanings, yep. but that's one of them. Yeah. It's to turn away. And here's what you'll hear normally is to make a 180-degree turn from sin and walk away, turn towards the other way, walk that way. Mm-hmm. But if it was that easy, I think everybody would do it, right? Yeah. yeah. If it was that easy just to turn and walk away, everybody would do it. So that's not the full meaning of it. Yeah. And I want to discuss the full meaning of what repentance actually means. I, I got, I'm at the book of Mark, okay. chapter 1, and I want to read verse 15, and then we can talk about repentance. And speaking of repentance, there's also a thing called uh, a paradigm shift is what happened to me. When I first got saved, mm-hmm. I had an encounter with God, and, and my thought process immediately changed from the things I was doing in the world to the things of God. My whole thought press had had switched. I had a paradigm shift is what they call it. And I know many other believers who's had that happen to them, but not every believer has that. Some of us have to work at it, you know. So here's what repentance actually means. In verse 15 of Mark chapter 1. Um says, the time promised by God has come at last. He announced the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. That word repent there in the Greek is is pronounced matinea. And it literally means to change your thinking. Mm -hmm. Change your thinking. Because I know for me, I believed, my belief comes from the world. You know what I'm saying? Everything I believed came from the world, not the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we have to change our thinking and start believing what the Bible says. Stop believing what the world has told us because it's not doesn't line up with the Bible, most of it. And that's how you repent. You, you start, like, give me a sin that you've lived in before Christ that, that you picked up from the world, maybe. Or a belief. Okay, thinking that... I could do everything on my own if I just worked hard enough. Right. And not so much, not money wise, but just like, you know, I can be a good mom if I just work hard enough and I could be a good person if I work hard enough. It's okay if I, you know, like I don't, I don't need Christ. Right. You know what I mean? So just living in the world. So your standard of good is actually was determined by the world, what they yeah. think was good. Yeah. yeah. Which might not necessarily mean what God thinks is good. Right. Exactly. Yep. So when you came to Christ, you repented of uh, that belief, mm-hmm. or you had a, a, a change of mind of that mm-hmm. belief. Yep. What did you believe after that? Well, that I was nobody, really, which <laughs> sounds really weird, I guess, to say as a Christian, but I really wasn't. Like, the things that I was trying to do, like trying to be good at this, or trying to succeed in this, or trying to you know, even change my own thinking, you know, it wasn't something that I had the capability to do because it had to come from the person that created me, God, you know what I mean? He, in me, had to change that mindset and help me. I wasn't going to do anything without him being the one to do it through me. Does that make sense? Right. Well, I'm kind of hearing that you really just didn't have an identity. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, you know, you didn't I know. Guess, yeah, that makes sense. So, then that's one of the things that happened to me. I believed before I got saved that I was an alcoholic and I was an addict mm -hmm. because that's what the world told me I was. Mm -hmm. So, that's what I believed. So, that's how I lived my life because of my belief. Yeah. So, when I came to Christ... And I realized what the Bible was saying about identity, how, you know, we're holy and we're uh, righteous and we're not who the world says we are. Mm -hmm. We're who God says we are. I started to change my thinking. Okay. I started to change my belief about, mm -hmm. well, the world says you're this, but God says I'm this. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of at first conflicting and maybe even a little confusing. Because, you know, you're kind of stuck in between there. Well, huh, why is this? Because when you're reading the Bible and you start seeing things and, and you open your eyes, it's like God lifts the veil from your eyes, finally, and you can start seeing things. So do you, would you say that, like, sometimes repentance can happen when you're not even realizing it's happening? Right. Like, repentance, like, like the whole, like you said, the, the changing of your mind, it might not be something, like, for you, maybe it was... Like, all of a sudden, you had the veil removed. But even if there was something that maybe you were still struggling with after you had started following Christ, maybe it was something that you didn't even realize that, that started to change in you. Because well, it kind of just just happened. Do you know what I mean? And it does just happen. But because of your repentance, mm -hmm. and you're, you're changing your thoughts, and you're changing your beliefs, and mm -hmm. you're now starting to believe the Word of God, and yeah. your thoughts are of the Word of God... What starts happening is a process of sanctification. Uh -huh. You Things start falling away from you. Like yeah. the things that you used to think, you no longer think anymore. The things right. that you do, you no longer want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. See, this isn't just a book of rules, right. like a lot of people think it yeah. is. Yep. When you get saved and you start repenting from your sins and your mind changes, you start wanting to do things that please God, right. not the world. This isn't a do this, do that, do this. Yep. The Bible isn't that. It's just that your relationship starts growing with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you start wanting to do things to please God because the love of God hits you, man, and you just can't get enough of and it. And that's just something that kind of happens organically. It's not really anything you had to think about. Right. But as you read this, right. it gets in you because you it's, it's a living word. Change. And you start changing, yeah. right? See, because like when I was growing up, up until recently, I would even say just the last few years, when repentance really became something different in my life, when I was growing up, repentance was something that you did. Like, like I literally had to, in my mind, of course, sit down and think about everything that I've done wrong and say, oh, Lord, please forgive me for that one time right. that I swore. Forgive me for stealing that cookie when I wasn't supposed to, you know? Forgive me for having sex outside of marriage. Like, like I literally had to list, and if I didn't list it, then that wasn't proper repentance, and if I died at any moment, I could go to hell. So you start beating yourself up. Right. So then I was like, repentance seemed like such a, a burden, because it was like, how could I remember everything that I've ever did wrong? So it would become this foxhole prayer. Lord, forgive me of all the sins I've committed today, whatever it is that... You know, I did that you didn't like, and please take it all away from me. I'm sorry. You know right, what I mean? Right, it became right. more of a religious thing, right. I think, until I realized that repentance, like you said, is like an entire shift of your mindset, which isn't something that you have complete control of. You can get yourself, like you said, like 
digging more into the into the spirit and to God than you do into the world. Right. You know, you start to turn away and say, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to stop going out and partying and start going to church. I'm going to stop hanging out with these people and hanging out with these people. When you start making those changes, I think the rest of it kind of comes. Falls into place. Right. Yeah. Right. And that takes time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting yep. that you say that you you repent every day because... When you're in that state like you were, mm-hmm. and I'll just ask you because you said it. Yeah. Would you wake up the next day and do everything all over again and then have to repent again? Yeah. Because you didn't have a change of mindset? Yeah, and as I was going to say, it was almost like I didn't even have to think about it. Like, I just, it was just the way I was living. Right. It wasn't like I was really seeking the things of the Lord. I was just, like, laying in bed thinking of, oh, man, you know, if I died tonight, like, what would happen? I would, I would go to hell. I actually remember when I was a teenager, I was, I was riding my bike. I'll never forget this. I was riding my bike and I hit a rock with my with my wheel and I and I think I almost fell. <laughs> like I almost fell off the bike. And I'm not even joking, as I did it, I said a swear word. And like, you know, because it just happened so quick or whatever. And I started crying because I thought to myself, what if I would have fallen and broke my neck and died? I didn't get an opportunity to repent, air quotes, for saying that swear word. So the Lord would have taken me to hell because I didn't repent for that, you know? Right. And I, and I, and that for, from that moment on, that's why I said, I just started saying those prayers every day. Like, you know, but I didn't ever have any sort of change of mindset. I don't right. think that I was really living. I think it was like more like God was this big judge up there who was just like, make sure you do the right thing. Beat because if you don't, head. exactly. If you don't, then you know where you're going, you know? And I think that's what so many Christians do today because mm-hmm. we tell them to come up and say this prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to be saved and yep. you're going to go to heaven and this and that. So they leave there. They head to the bar. Yep. They keep going what they're doing. They keep having un, un, or unmarital sex. They keep yep. living like this. They keep living like that because they don't really know what repentance means. All they know is turn away from your sins and walk the other way. But right. It's impossible to do right. that. And it's like, okay, I'm failing. I'm doing a terrible job at this, so I must not be cut out for this Christianity thing. <laughs> right. And then what yeah. happens? Right. Condemnation. Mm-hmm. And you walk away. And I, I, I can't do it anyway, so yeah. what's the sense of being a Christian? Right. Yep. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. You know, I think of, uh, when I think of repentance, man, and, and, and a total mind change and a shift in your thinking, my mind goes to Paul when he's walking on the Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. Because he's heading down Damascus Road, he's killing Christians, mm-hmm. and he's looking for Christians mm-hmm. to kill, yeah. to put in prison, and to lock up, because he's totally against Christians. Yep. And, uh, sorry, I got distracted for a minute there. Um, he's totally against Christians, kind of like he's walking in the ways of the world, mm-hmm. because this new Jesus has come on the scene, and Everybody's kind of baffled by it and this and that. And, yep. But he's living in, in, in the world. And he thinks he's doing good, but he's not. Yeah. And God comes upon him man, and instantly Paul has a, a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. a change in his mindset. Yep. And three days later, he's going from killing Christians to three days later ta- teaching people about Jesus Christ yep. and saving and, their, and, and spreading the gospel, yep. which is totally amazing to me, man. That, that's... Repentance. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, an evidence to your walk when you're living in true repentance. Yeah. 
you know, people can tell. And I'm not not to say you're going to be perfect and right. you're not going to cuss if you yeah. if you hit a stone on your yeah. bike like you did. And yeah. I wanted to say you almost were a holy roller, but you didn't fall <laughs> off. But. Anything you want to add to that? Well, I, I guess I would ask my question to you, Mr. Seasoned Christian, would be like, what would you say would be, what would you, what would you say that, how would you get to that place of beginning that journey of repentance? I don't know how else to word that. Um, like, so let's say that there's somebody listening and they are a brand new Christian or maybe they've walked away for a long time or maybe they've been those Christians that just come periodically when they're in a bad situation and they're really trying to, you know, figure out, okay, now it's time. It's time for me to do something different. So you're asking me how would I change my mindset? Yeah. Kind of. Like what would, what would do that? What would help you to what get would, to that place? What would do that is... Because it's not like you can do it in your own strength. You can't you know? do it in your own strength. No. And I've only been saved five years, really. So uh, I don't know how seasoned of a Christian I am, but... Yeah. Um, but I do know this, that when you first get saved, you're going to make mistakes because mm -hmm. I was 40, uh, I don't even know, 47 maybe when I got saved. Mm -hmm. I had 47 years of living in sin. Yeah. So for that first year, I, everything I did wasn't, was it right? No. Mm -hmm. Did I make mistakes? Yes. Did I, did I do things I shouldn't have done? Probably. Mm-hmm. But the grace of God was on my life, and, and I was still trying to pursue God, and I was still trying to practice the things of God. And how I did that was I read this Bible every day, yeah. every day, every day, every day. Even if you day. didn't understand it? Even if I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Because the more you read it, right. something happens, and you, like I said, when God will lift the veil from your eyes, mm -hmm. and you can start to see things, even in his word. Yeah. So, and they've made it so easy to understand with the different... Um, versions that they have out yeah. that it's not that hard to understand anymore. Right. But people don't want to do that today. Most people don't want to read their Bible every day. And I was just took a class that says that only 15% of the Christians read their Bible on a daily basis. 15%. Now you can't change your mind or you can't change the way you're living mm -hmm. or you can't really expect to even be on fire for God if you're only reading your Bible 15% right. if only 15% right. of Christians are reading their Bible yeah. so it was really high it was like 44% of Christians don't ever read the Bible mm -hmm. and it had another percentage of Christians that read it two or three times a week which was pretty low mm -hmm. so I read the Bible every day because it's the word of God and they say it's the living word of God, mm -hmm. and it, it does. It comes alive to you. That's how you understand it. It right. starts coming alive, and it starts changing you, and it gets in you, and it starts driving those old thoughts out and driving those old behaviors out and driving those old beliefs out. That's what it does. It, it, it takes over. Mm -hmm. It keeps you hungry and on fire. And, you, you know? know, and to be honest, completely honest, I don't read my Bible every day. And I noticed, I noticed when things start to creep up, and because I do live a Holy Spirit-led life, I realize that that might be the piece that I'm missing. Right. Because I can feel things start to creep in and I think, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Or, oh my gosh, I'm not doing well in this area. You know, that identity crisis starts to yeah. creep back in. And I keep thinking, like, why am, I, why am I feeling more out of control than I am 
sound, the peace that the Lord speaks of. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe that's why. Because it's that small little piece that maybe I am missing. I mean, the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. Right. You know, part yeah. of that armor is knowing what the Word of God is. Yeah. you got to know so when stuff like that comes upon yeah. you, yeah. you got right. something to combat it exactly. with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it doesn't overwhelm you. It doesn't mm -hmm. overtake you because you know what the Word of God says. And even, this is the big part too is, uh, and it's still hard for me, mm -hmm. to push past how I'm feeling. Yeah. To know what the God, Word of God says mm -hmm. and to believe it even if I don't feel like that. Yeah. Right. That's hard to do, you yeah, know. It is. And I don't always do it. Yeah. Sometimes I can. Yeah. And sometimes I can't, you know. Sometimes my feelings just get the best of me and I just... I don't. Uh, I don't have the strength sometimes to mm -hmm. to do what I know I should. But at yeah. least I know I should. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because of that word. I was listening to another podcast earlier, just kind of on the same topic of like reading the word and stuff, and they were saying that there's so much. I guess the, the word would be like stigma and pressure on like you know if you're a Christian you should be reading your Bible for hours a day you know and the guy was saying. It doesn't have to be like that. It could right. be even if you pick one small passage and you meditate on that small passage for a whole month. Yep. He said it's like taking your vitamins. You might not realize every day that you're getting better or that you're not right. getting sick or something, but you'll realize when nothing has really started coming at you because you're 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 doing that daily thing. Even if it's something small, something little small passage, couple scriptures, not a big deal. It doesn't have to be some fancy read it for six hours, then pray for four hours afterwards, you know, <laughs> fast for 16 hours. Like, it doesn't have right. to be anything spiritual. It just needs to be, you have to take Personal. That. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I do. I Sometimes when I'm, God's giving me a word, I'll just keep going over that in my mind mm -hmm. day after day after day. I'll keep reading it and reading mm -hmm. it. it. might just be two or three verses. Yeah. But I'll keep, because I want to know. God's trying to tell me something, so I got to keep digging into it and digging into yeah. it and praying over it. And that's another aspect of uh, repentance is not just reading the word, but praying, mm -hmm. having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. And I, and I don't even mean just praying, you know, normally we think of praying, we think, well, we got to ask God for yep. things. Help me this, help me with that, give me this, give I me, need Give this. me, give me, give yeah. me. But I, a lot of times I don't ask God for a lot of things, you know. I used to, but now I just kind of sit with them and... Mm -hmm. I just kind of just enjoy yeah. my time with God and, you know, I'll just sit in his yeah. presence yeah. and I'll, I'll just like blurt out mess yeah. or uh, verses yeah. or try to, try to listen quietly, yeah. which is very hard to do. See, for me, I kind of pray consistently throughout the day. Like if you saw me driving down the road, you would think I was talking to myself because I was just like praying, you know, about something. And then if something happens and I know that it was the Lord, I immediately right. will like thank him for that, you know? And I, and I believe that that's kind of where that pray without ceasing kind of comes that like you right. said it's not just about asking i need this i need that oh lord help me with this it's like god thank you for this because i know that you worked that out right thank you for this you know i made it to work on time today and i know that was you that changed all the green lights you know right. like like stuff like that just to keep that line of communication open with god right you know like, yeah. and on you know what would you have me to do today who can yeah. i minister to today yeah. speak to me about yeah. this or yeah. show me this or you know if just it's stuff not like supposed that. to work out let the door shut or you know right. if it is and you know yeah all that Yep. Give me a mind mm -hmm. yep. of Christ. Yeah. Not not the mind of uh, my flesh. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you're in a battle. Once you become saved and you give your life to Christ, you, you immediately come into a battle of your flesh and your spirit. Yeah. They war against one another. Your flesh wants to commit sin. 
and your spirit wants to be holy and, and righteous. And I think that's why we fight so much, because we try to do both. Right. We try to be good Christian people that want to live a life of abundance like we're promised, yep. but we also want to dabble in the world a little. Right. We still want to watch the same things, listen to the same things, eat, maybe even drink the same things, like, you know, hang out with the same people. Don't get and me started on sipping saints. <laughs> oh, sipping saints, So we can't, we can't have that... Balance. That, that you can't mix the two. Right. You know? That's what yeah. the Bible the Bible even says that. Mm -hmm. yep. you, you can't love money and God. Mm -hmm. You know, both. Mm -hmm. You must love one or the other. Not to say that money's... You got to have money. Yeah. But you got to love God more than money. Yeah. You got to love God more than whatever. Right? Yep. Anything you can think yeah. of. Yep. But... So this is our uh, episode of Repentance, which is great. Our first... Ep our first... Uh, first podcast it's only four months late yeah. or five yeah we'll see you six. in another four months it's no, six months kidding. it's actually six months late we're sorry yeah. i probably should have took the trailer down because i've seen like every couple of weeks people would listen to it <laughs> they're like wow these guys are unreliable where is the podcast? <laughs> so we we were unreliable to the october 1st date but it wasn't our fault Circumstances was beyond our control. And uh, so finally, we're here. We've made it. Mm -hmm. We have arrived. So what we want you guys to do is subscribe to our, our podcast. Hit the five stars for us, if you would. And share the podcast so other people can uh, can catch us. We're going to do two podcasts a month, we figure. We're going to start topics. out with that. We can use your topics if you're struggling with anything. We want you to email us. Our email address is hotspot315 at hotmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook, Sam Pope or James Wood. Samantha May Pope, I should mm -hmm. say, for Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yep. But anything else you want to add? Yeah. No, I think that's good. We're going to try to keep these rather short so we can keep your guys' attention and... Uh, if you do got any questions, if uh, you got any even, um, maybe you don't agree with us. Yeah, or you have something to add. Or you have something to add, email us. Yep. Email us, message us, whatever it is you got to do. And uh, we just thank you. We love you. Tune in uh, two weeks from now as our next podcast will be about, it's going to be about... The importance of being surrounded by like believers. The importance of being surrounded by believers. Mm -hmm. After that, that's the step that comes first. And attending church, actually, that was another part that we were going to add in there. And attending church. Why it's important to go to church physically. Why? First, you got to get saved. Yep. yep. Then you got to repent. Mm -hmm. Remember, repentance change what you believe. Mm -hmm. And the actual, the Bible says in that verse, it says, "Repent." And believe the gospel. So it says, mm -hmm. change what you believe and believe the gospel. Yeah. That's what makes that so powerful. Yeah. I didn't finish that, but yeah. believe the gospel. Mm -hmm. So God bless you. We love yous. And we'll see yous later. <laughs>